hey guys this book was recommended by a fan of ours so if you would like to recommend us a book to review go to our website whatyouwilllearn.com and fill out the survey Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. Good morning, everybody. My name is Adam Jones. Today, we are reviewing a book by Seth Godin, our third Seth Godin book, because he's a fucking genius. Yeah, Purple Cow, Transform Your Business by Being Remarkable. Mate, Seth Godin, yeah, he's definitely my fave. We did a dip, we did Tribes, now we're on to Purple Cow, which uh, I think is um, maybe more well-known. Mm. This is a sort of a 2005, I think. 2000, yeah, 2005, yeah. 2002. Yeah, absolute yeah. marketing guru. So this was recommended by one of our listeners to your book, Roman. So thanks for the recommendation. And if anyone else wants to recommend, they can just head to our website and uh, go to the survey and recommend some books for us. Yep, phenomenal. So thanks to Dior. Um, yeah, so, mate, I reckon this was an absolutely phenomenal book. Best book on marketing that I've ever read. Yeah, sick. So I, I, I was probably the first third. I was probably like, it's just okay. And then it seemed to just pick up for me, I thought. Yeah. Normally, a lot of books, we like the first half and not the end, but this was the opposite. The for me. Yeah. So it's in absolute Seth Godin fashion where he, yep. he gets his point, he's very concise, there's no fat in the book, it's all, yep. every word in there has pretty much got a purpose, and you could smash the book out in, in a couple of days yeah. and learn a lot from it. Yeah, definitely. And I will say as well, there's a chapter called, um, this is sort of about a third of the way in, called The Will and the Way, and this, I guess, just highlights Seth Godin's approach he says that you know my golf purple cow is to make it clear that it's safer to uh, that it's safer to be risky and it's risky to be safe. But he says like it's not a book that's going to tell you exactly what you have to do step by step with a list and action plans and everything. Um, so what Seth does, I think he sort of gets you worked up and he sort of opens your eyes to something different. But he doesn't tell you exactly how to do it. Mm-hmm. So he says um, if you've got the will, you'll find the way. So it's sort of like this book's going to show you what you need to do. Um, on a real high level sort of overarching ideas and then you've got to work out how to actually do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Unreal, man. So we'll get <clears throat> we'll get stuck into it. So like most of the Seth Godins, it's sort of, you know, one page or even half a page sections with the title. So we sort of, there's what, how many, 100? There's 100 of them. 100 of them, yeah. So we, we sort About of About 100 pages, just over. Yeah, so we sort of picked our best. Yeah. So the first one is not enough peas. So... Marketers for years have always talked about product pricing, promotion, positioning, publicity, packaging, uh, permission, and things like that. But he's, this is his new version of a P, and that's purple cow. Yeah. So he's saying there's a lot of P's in marketing, but this is the, <coughs> this is the ultimate one. Yep. And so basically the story is, I think he was driving through France or something. Yep. And he was saying that they'd been living in New York City or something, so his family, they were driving through the countryside, and they saw all these farms with all these cows in the paddock. And they're like, wow, that's so amazing. Look at that cow just, you know, standing there Chilling eating out. grass. <laughs> and it was so amazing to them. They drove for like another two minutes. There was some yeah. more cows. Oh, look at those cows. Another two minutes, more cows, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> they were just more cows. But he was saying, uh, you know, you see them at first, and it was really amazing, but then you, you sort of forget about them. And they wouldn't really tell anyone about them. But he's like, if you saw a purple cow in the middle of the field, that's something that you'd talk to people about yeah it'd be yeah. remarkable <laughs> yeah and you notice it so the book the whole point of the book is to sell you on why you need a purple cow in everything you build he says stop advertising and start innovating yeah so yeah a big part of the book is he goes into is the more idea 
uh, diffusion curve, mm. which is somewhere at the start of the book. So Yeah, which is from the book Crossing the Chasm. We haven't done yet, but uh, it was mentioned in Start With Why as well. Yeah. But yeah, again, just quickly, you've got five different sections. So you've got the innovators, which are at the start. They're the people who first take on a product. They're, allowed, they're looking and willing to take some risk in, in trying new things. Next, you've got the earlier adopters, yep. which start taking the product after. And then the early majority, which is uh, the next portion and late majority. So they're the majority of the yep. people who are going to be in the world. And then fifth of the laggards, so the people at the very end who, you know, your old old grandpa who has to use the iPhone only because it's the only phone that's left. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I love it. And so it's sort of like the innovators is sort of like your first like 2 or 3%. Hmm. And then your early adopters is sort of like the next 10% or so. And you're saying that they're sort of the people that you need um, to get your purple cow into the hands of. There's some people that love being at the cutting edge and trying new things, where there's some people who want to wait until something's proven, something's safe, before they... And that's sort of your early majority, late majority. Yeah. So Seth's saying you need to do something remarkable that the innovators are going to talk about. They're going to tell the early adopters, and once sort of they've got it and they're talking about it, and he calls it the idea virus. Hmm. And so once these people have got the virus and they sneeze, they talk about it, that's when it catches on to the majority. Yeah. And in the past, the, the old style of doing things would be like through the what he calls the TV industrial complex. So yeah. through television and mass marketing, you'd be going for the early and late majority. You'd just go, be going for as many people as yeah. you can and then just by the law of average, averages, some people would like your product. Mm. But now, and I think we're trying to we're speed enough of it, but, but now we've got so much information and so many choices now that that people aren't listening to that style of marketing. Yeah, and that's what he's saying. Like early on, it was so easy. When TV just came out, everyone was watching TV and you just spend as much money as you could on TV ads because it would come back to you. But now he's saying that people aren't watching TV ads as much anymore. People aren't, Any mass, market med, uh, mass media marketing is not effective anymore. You need to do something remarkable that a few yeah. people are going to take up. Yeah, so it's all about creating something that is worth telling. So the, the people you're marketing to make it something that worth for them to tell their friends about yeah so that's the idea of being remarkable and having something that's a little bit unusual yeah you're saying our available choices are always going up and our available time seems to be always going down as well yeah so you're saying most people aren't going to buy a product they don't have the money they don't have the time or they don't want it so you need to find that audience a bit like tribes i guess you need to find sort of your tribes yeah so yeah the value isn't in the size of the audience but in its influence so again that's just Mm. that's just the 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 value in targeting the innovators at the start and uh man i reckon he's way ahead of his time i I think people are only starting to realize that now this is 15 years ago yeah i know well i think it's more relevant than ever especially the concept of that our the information coming through and the amount of marketing that gets thrown at us is increasing so much yeah so yeah. yeah, I love it. So I guess um, to sort of tie a knot in this section, you're saying that the old rule was, you know, create something that's safe, create just ordinary products and combine it with great marketing. So And great marketing back then just meant buying fuckloads of ads. Yeah. Whereas now he's saying the new rule is create remarkable products that the right people want to seek out and find. Yeah. So yeah, you've you talked about the will and the way. So the goal of the book is just to show that being safe is risky. So you don't want to be safe anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. So getting in. So getting your product in, which you you kind of touched on. So 
the only uh, risk-taking idea, uh, the risk-taking people on the left side of the curve are the ones who are willing to listen to you. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So only the early adopters will embrace what you're selling and they will sell it to the late majority, yep. not you. So it's not your goal to sell it to the whole the whole curve. It's you to sell it to the people at the front and they're yep. going to sell they're going to be the ones who are passionate about it because you're marketed it just purely to them and they're going to they're going to sell it to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. It's too expensive to try and sell it to the majority. It's much more effective and much more um, cost effective as well. Yeah. <coughs> So another portion of these people at the the start are the sneezers and people who (laughs) aren't sneezers. Great secret. Did you did you deliberately do that? Yeah, that's it, man. I had that I had that stored up for a little while. Absolutely phenomenal. So (laughs) even at the start of the curve you got the early adopters and, and innovators, but so people who are sneezers are going to be the, the ones who actually tell people about it. You might have people at the front of the curve who, who are just yep. maybe selfish. They'll use the product just for themselves, not telling anyone about it. Yep. But you want to make it easy for them to tell people about it. Yeah, and Seth had a book just before this one called Unleashing the Idea Virus. It was actually at the time the most downloaded ebook ever. Um, and, oh, really? Yeah. And it was just about spreading spreading those ideas. As you say, getting it in the um, hands of people that sneeze and tell other people about it. And he's saying that ideas that spread win. Yep. And the ideas that are most likely to spread are the remarkable products. So cre- creates an idea virus that is so focused it overwhelms the small size of the market and truly <laughs> will respond to what you sell. Yeah. Yeah, so just go hard at them. Phenomenal. Cool, man. Next- Mate, who cares? Yeah, who, who does care? <laughs> who does care anymore? So, that was the name of the uh, the next section. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, here he says, like, when you're faced with a market where no one is listening, the smartest plan sometimes is to usually leave. But plan B is to have the guts and the balls and the insight to go after a series of purple cows mm. uh, to launch a product or service or offering that somehow gets the right people to listen. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, he, there's no way to guarantee something you make is going to be a purple cow. So you've got to just keep trying to make purple cows. Every time you make something, make sure you're trying to make it a purple cow. Mm. So the problem with the cow, though, is that... And the cow is actually so rare, which probably makes it more valuable, yeah. is because everyone's so afraid of it. Everyone's so afraid of being remarkable and maybe doing things slightly different and pushing the boundary. So, And if you're on the timid side, the best you can hope for, he says, is to be unnoticed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. If you're being unnoticed and no one can say you've done a bad job or anything, if if you're just sliding through the uh, sliding under the radar there, yeah. Um, and he talks. There's a little bit here. We get a bit of an insight. He says we still run our schools like factories. Um, you know, where kids grow up, we put them in straight rows, put them in batches, tell them to work hard and do what everybody else is doing. Don't stand out. Don't fall behind. Don't run ahead. Don't um, make a market a ruckus. Yeah. And he's got Seth's got another book. Stop stealing dreams about how the the school system just way out of date. Yeah. So this is a little glimpse into it, I reckon. Yeah, so this is actually where we learn learn how to to not fail. So mm. when you this is when you start figuring out that it's safe to do the safe thing to do was fit in, you know, colour inside the lines, don't ask silly questions. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. And that's why we don't like to um we're not used to making cows that are risky. Yep. Yeah. So he has the example also in this chapter where he says uh, he has the, the path taken, say, by a, a group of doctors. So there's a guy called Andrew, Andrew Wheel who went to Harvard, became a doctor, and went, you know, like a lot of people do. So his 
colleagues and that went down the traditional path and became doctors. But what Andrew did, he, he took a different path and did things slightly out of the ordinary and he, he started writing books. And because he did that today, he sold millions of copies. He's a speaker, writer, and his clinic helps hundreds of thousands of people just because he took that choice to be remarkable and write a book. And yeah, nice. that was his purple cow. I love it. So I guess the end of this uh, this little section, he says, you can't know if your purple cow is guaranteed to work. You can't know if it's remarkable or just risky. That's the point. It's the unpredictability of the outcome that makes it work. So you've got to keep taking that risk and keep putting yourself out there. Yeah, It might work, but it might not. Spot on, mate. Mate, I'll let you hit us with follow the leader. I think that's a... Uh, you enjoyed it? Did I? Was yeah. that the one where you said, leave it to me? Oh, no, 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 no. This is a, this is a good one. So oh, yeah. it's basically... So, I'm a bit slow. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember I texted you in the week, page 51. <laughs> mate, I might even just hit... Mate, the problem with, with people who would avoid uh, a remarkable career is that they never end up as a leader. They decide to work for a big company, intentionally functioning as an anonymous drone, staying way back to avoid risk and criticism. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> mate, we don't want to be anonymous drones in a big company, do That's we? right. So, yeah, if you, you might make a mistake and, and choose the wrong bird to follow in, in a company like that. And then if mm. you do that, and if you might be going down the sinking ship you lose so the yeah. less so again he, re, he reiterates the lesson the cow that is being safe is risky yeah and he and says you know if, the, if you lay off like big companies they'll go and lay off a thousand people mm. he says most of those thousand people they don't deserve to be laid off but at the same time they weren't remarkable enough that the company says we have to keep this person Mate, and he wrote this book what that long ago, you wrote these books before iPhones and automation, yeah. AI, and all these disrupting yeah. technologies coming through. Yeah. All this stuff is much more relevant now than it was back then. I think. Yeah, yeah, I hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah. So basically, safe. Yeah, safe is risky. Don't play it safe in whatever you do. Yeah. So the benefits of being the cow. So as we said, most people believe that the the best way to play is to be safe to hide. So fewer and fewer people work to create a new purple cow. Mm. So if you're the one who decides to do it, there's going to be more scarcity there and subsequently more value. Yep, I'd agree with that spot on. He says that once you've um, once you've sort of you've made a purple cow once, then you're going to see a lot of you know a lot of benefits, a lot of money coming in. So he says you've got to milk that cow for everything it's worth. Mm. But the issue is a lot of people get so caught up in milking the cow. They forget to make the next cow. He says, yes, you've got to keep milking that cow, but you also got to be constantly thinking, what's the next purple cow I can make? Mm. Yeah. Because he says, eventually it's going to trail off. Even a purple cow, people will stop talking about it at some point. Mm. So he says, you've got to work on the next one. Next one, opposite of remarkable. So the opposite of mm. being doing purple cows. It's not shit house, is it? It's not shit house. I was thinking, yeah, remarkable or shit house, but that's not it, is it? It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. So factory set quality requirements to try and meet meet them, that's boring. Very good is an everyday occurrence and hardly worth mentioning. That's it. Remarkable people talk about. Very good. That's just like expected that something's going to be very good. You're not going to tell your mates about a, a very good product. You're going to tell yeah. them about something that's fucking, it's worth yeah. mentioning about. Yeah, a little exactly. bit unawed. Yeah. And that's sort of the order. thing. I think as well with the people sneezing. <coughs> uh, <is> <laughs> 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 Man, our timing is fucking 
Mate, we've talked to sneeze a second. Mate, so I think with people sneezing, it's sort of a bit of a risk to tell, put yourself out there and say, hey, you should check this out. Because then people, if it's no good and you've recommended something that's no good, you're taking a bit of a risk. So if it's only very good, you're not going to bother putting your, your neck on the line. Yeah. yeah. Next one, he starts taking a bit of a dig at marketers, I reckon. So sit there, don't just do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is sort of something you wouldn't expect, is it? Yeah. You think sometimes, sometimes don't just like put something out because you think it's time to put something out and compromise and put out something average or very good. It says if you haven't got a purple cow to put out, don't don't do anything. Next was the in search of otaku, yeah, as the Japs would call it. I reckon that was, was that a good pronunciation. I think so. Yeah. If you're Japanese, maybe... O-T-A-K-U, <laughs> So it basically describes something that is um, more than a hobby, but little less than an obsession. So something that, that you're really into. And so consumers with otaku are the sneezers you seek. Yeah, so you want something who's... Uh, you want the people who really like this product more than a hobby. And they're the ones who are so keen that they'll seek you out, they'll find you, and they'll tell other people about you. Mate, one example I think, and this isn't in the book, but it's off the top of the head, would be like something like... That's a risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, something like CrossFit when it first came out. Yep. So it started off very small, Good. but people yep. were absolutely obsessed with it, CrossFit, almost like a, a cult, it seems. Yeah. They would go out and they would just spread the word to they everybody. tell everyone, yeah. So CrossFit did no marketing. They weren't on TV. They weren't on anything like that. It was just all through word of mouth. Yeah. Mate, and the um, one that he used in the book is like the... Uh, like chili heads who just love eating hotter and hotter sauce. Yeah. And so there's all these people who are making hot sauce. But he says, you know, if you make a really, really awesome hot chili sauce, these people are going to find it and sneeze about it. But if you just make a new mustard, mm. that's boring. It's right. No one's going to talk about the new mustard. So, yeah, they're the people who they're going to take the time to learn about your product and take the risk to try your product and take their friend's time to tell them about it. Mate, so, what, so how do you say that word? They're the salesman. Otaku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright right. I remember it was too much uh, at the end too much <sighs> yeah it's more of a French <laughs> yeah. plenty but yeah <laughs> next was uh, process and the plan he says there's um, you know people might ask is there a foolproof way to create a purple cow every time is there a secret formula is there a ritual is there an incantation but Seth says no of course not. hell no if you're looking for a plan I'm sorry there is none <laughs> so the way to do it though is to challenge to challenge and go for the edges yeah challenge yourself and your team so go out there describe what the edges are and test which edge is most likely to deliver the best kind of marketing and financial results using the purple cow approach yeah phenomenal so there's no plan where you can say here's the plan we're going to make a purple cow but that process you can use is as you say going to the edge testing something that people might say oh this is two dot 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 that's what you should be testing go over the top and be two something yeah that's worth talking about so the power he talks here about the the power of a slogan also. So uh, so when you've got your product, if you have a slogan or your product or service or whatever your purple cow is, if you've got a slogan that your sneezers can use, mm. then, then it's a huge benefit. So it's kind of like a script for the sneezers to use. So a sales pitch they can do to hit the yeah. early and late majority with. And you're saying like early on in TV land, slogans are important. And you're saying they're still important now, but just for a different reason as you say if you've got a one sentence 
it makes it easy for people to tell other people and it's going to be consistent as well mm. when, when they tell He's others. got the example here of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Just because it's got a kind of a slogan, it's yeah. actually not that special property. It's <laughs> have just you, a Leaning Tower. No, I haven't. I've seen it. It's, it's okay. It's cool, but... But it's something because it's got a slogan and it is what the slogan says it is. It's easy for you to tell people and it kind of sells itself. Yeah. Whereas you compare that to something like the Pantheon in Rome, which is absolutely immaculate, hundred times better. Yeah. That only gets one percent of the visitors that the Leaning Tower of Pisa does, just because it's got a catchy slogan. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mate, do we have a slogan for what you were learning? I think we need one. Yeah, we need one. <laughs> we need one. I think you dropped one in one of the earlier episodes. We worked on one. Yeah. And then we listened to it and we're like, nah, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> we read funny. the books where you don't have to or something. something like that, yeah. We, yeah. Need a, we need a better one. We need a better we one. We need a slogan. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you got much on Magic of the Cycle? Uh, there was, um, yeah, the Magic Cycle of the Cow. Basically, he says, here's the sort of, he calls it the Magic Cycle. He says, most people have keep their ears closed to these new things. But he says the four steps. I think this is the only four, the only list, numbered list in the book. It says, first, get permission from people that you impress all the time. So these are sort of your, almost like your tribe, I guess. Get permission from them. And, and permission, he says, is either um, get an, um, some way you can contact them, uh, whether it's through your website an email, through a phone, whatever it is. He says, so then step two is work with the sneezers in that audience. So find within that audience who the sneezers are. Give them the tools that, so they can spread it to a wider audience. Number three, cross the line from a remarkable product to a profitable business. And then somebody else goes and milks that cow. And number four, reinvest. Do it again. Find a new purple cow. Yeah, yep, that's it. Bang on. Next yep. one is market is no longer. Basically, just uh, a, a quickie here. He's just saying... There used to be like very distinct teams. There was um, engineering, there was manufacturing, there was marketing, there was sales. But he's saying now everybody's a marketer and everybody is a designer. So marketers have to design the product. Yeah. Man, there's a bit a bit here, not just for business owners, but for employees out there if they're looking for a job. So this mm. the, the section likes this, when the cow looks for a, a job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and mate, the good, the, he says the time to be a cow is before you need to look for a job. Yeah. You can't just like think uh, you're about to get fired so you need to start being a cow so you can get your next job. You're saying you have to always be a cow. Yeah. So odds are, last time you switched jobs, you, you used a resume. So that was following conventional wisdom. You may have sent it to 100,000 em- employers and things like that. Whereas if you're remarkable, you don't really need a resume because you're doing things that are worth uh, people talking about or sneezing. Mm. And uh, it's a bit like... <laughs> bit like uh, Donald Trump's book when he says, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. he says, you want to be the one, you don't want to go unnoticed. That's the worst thing you can do. So yeah. if you have a staff party, you don't want to be the guy there who's at the party and be like, oh, were you there last night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're better off being the dude who has 33 beers, vomits on the, the boss's wife's dress. Maybe not that far. <laughs> Maybe not that far. But you want to, you want to be noticed. You want to be noticed. Mate, I actually uh, implemented this earlier in the week. There was this project. Yeah. Um, and most people just send in, uh, like I guess, a resume or a written proposal. So instead, I sent in uh, the book I'd written yeah. as like an example. Hopefully, that, hopefully it works. Mate, something, times something different. Yeah. And another one, very actionable. He, he has a, a dig at those CVs that say, I've, I've done this in the past <laughs> as well, <laughs> references available upon request. <laughs> he says that's absolutely fucking nonsense. <laughs> yeah. He says your references are your resume. Yeah. 
So have, have, yeah. yeah, I reckon not many people do that. Send in a resume that's eighty percent of your page is references. Yeah. I think that I think that would work real well. Yeah. Well, that's what he says. If you've got some f- phenomenal references, like if you've got some massive names on there mm. or something, that, that's basically, yeah, your whole resume. Yeah. I should have done that. Mate, well, I think <laughs> throwing in a book's a good one. <laughs> so, yeah, next was, uh, is it about passion? Sorry, mate. Yeah. What, what is it? What is it? So, you don't have to be passionate about the, the products. You don't even have to like it. Mm. All you've got to know is that nothing else is working. The old ways aren't working. And... The proof, is, the proof is there. The big brands, the big sex, successes and profitable startups have all been about the cow and the sneezes. Yeah. And he even says here a bit of an example. He says, don't spend 100 mil on making one product. He said, spend 10 mil on making 10 different products and test them all out. So when... If you've got 100 mil, that is. <laughs> yeah. So when Comedy Central focused group tested South Park, yeah. it scored 1.5 out of 10 <laughs> for women. So the women right. said this is the worst first possible thing ever. I mean, some cried. Yeah. <laughs> and chicks were crying, calling their mums and leaving the country. <laughs> Doing all sorts. But the group who mattered were the adolescent boys or the guys who, looked, who acted like them, probably a bit like me and you. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones who that was targeted at and the nation. Yep. They're the ones who spread the word to everyone. Yeah, exactly. For them, it was a 10 out of 10, which is yeah. pretty funny. It is pretty funny, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you're moving toward the end of the book now. He also has a few more examples, <clears throat> which in the chapter brainstorms of people who have used the cow. Yep. So this kind of just gets your cow juices, yeah, juices flowing a bit. It says that there aren't too many unexplored areas of innovation, just unexplored combinations mm. so try and he says if you're looking for something different look to a different area different industry and try and work that in with your products if possible yeah, yeah. oh yeah i don't have it on the notes here but for one example there was an airline company who stole something from say a restaurant so restaurants uh-huh. will have a dress code when you walk in but yep. this airline company made it for their airline oh, so okay. when when you go and you have a dress code and you know that's something that people are going to tell their friends about when they get off the airport or hey i was just that was interesting. Everyone was dressed in suits on a plane. Yeah. And that's something worth talking to people about and is kind of remarkable. Yeah, nice. There's a whole, there's like 34 examples here. Did you have any particular Yes, yeah, so another one is L.L. Bean. So they sell mail order clothes to people who don't trust mail order. So if it doesn't work, what they tell them is you can take a pair of pants and you can light them on fire and you send the ashes of <laughs> the pants back to them and then they will refund the money. <laughs> that is funny. So that's another thing remarkable worth telling your friends about another one when a, uh, one restaurant puts open a bottle of wine on every table mm. and at the end of every meal you tell them how many glasses you consumed they call it the honor system yeah and again that's remarkable and something you'd probably tell your mates about yeah i can i'd sneak in a, an extra glass there'd be like six empty bottles on this table <laughs> yeah i just have one glass i'd half a glass <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the last bit was he uh, called salt is not boring. So this is uh, eight more ways to bring the cow to work. Yep. So think small. Yep. Outsource. Outsource. Build and use a permission asset. Yep. So that's sort of what we're talking about getting. Uh, and then copy. He says not from your industry, but from other industries. Yep. Go one or two more than a competitor on the edges. So just you know, steal from what your competitors are doing, but just go harder. <laughs> yeah. Find the things that are just not done. If people say, no, we've never done that before, yep. investigate it. And finally, and most importantly, ask why not. Almost everything you do or don't do is due to fear or inertia. Yeah. He says, 
Ask why not. There's probably no good reason why not. It's just because, as you say, fear or inertia. Yeah. So, so it is, I'd say fear is the biggest barrier to yeah. releasing purple cows and doing something a bit out of the ordinary. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Mate, well, that's the end of the purple cow for me. Good book. Good yeah. Seth. Mate, always, Seth is always, yeah. Seth it's always Seth. good. Yeah. Anything you read from or listen to from Seth, it's, it's it time well spent, I'd say. Yeah. Mate, the Moo 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 song. Mate, we're going to make a Purple Cow of a song. Yeah, Moo Moo Moo. Yeah, I'm a cowboy. Purple Cow by Seth Golden. Purple Cow by Seth Golden. You gotta market to the early adopters. Innovators gonna sell it's the early late majority. Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. Yeah! On that farm he had a purple cow, E-I-E-I-O. You gotta milk the cow for all it's worth. You gotta get that new cow after it's been milked now. Yeah, I'm a cowboy. If you want a new job, then be a purple cow. Achoo! Don't send in your resume, just sneeze all over yourself. Sneeze it to the friends of yours, they gonna sell it to the rest. And you got a purple cow, you got a purple cow, it's sitting there in the grass on the field. Don't buy TV ads, make a remarkable product. Don't do what everybody else is doing, gotta make yourself a cow and then you're a cowboy. Oh, look at that brown cow. That's so interesting. Oh, another, oh, another brown cow. Another brown cow. Oh, purple cow! Oh, it's a purple cow! It's a purple cow! Oh, Johnny, it's a purple cow! Look, look, Johnny, it's a purple cow! Oh, yeah!